Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Business Handmade Podcast. And I'm thirsty now. Well, hi, thirsty. I'm Kim. Not funny. Um, so we, <laughs> we spent our night talking to Lydia of Craft Candles, capital C-A-N, because it's candles. Oh, yes. And, um, and two underscores. Uh, yes. Don't forget, it's craft underscore candles underscore on Instagram. Yes, but we talked all about the brewery industry and how she drinks so many beers to create these candles. Not even just about that. We actually had a lot of really great business tips. And to be honest, it was one of my favorite episodes to record. I think um, the conversation was pretty effortless. And I know that's, that's Lydia's personality, but also the fact that she's a teacher and coach by day. So I think we were just kind of able to really like drive the lesson home, which I think is really so important for the purpose of this podcast is to be able to get um, small business advice to small business owners. So talking to Lydia was definitely um, interesting, full of tips and fun because we Mm -hmm. share a love of craft beer. Yeah, it's just so interesting to me coming from the maker industry and thinking about the craft beer industry and seeing those similarities when we do markets and we do events. Obviously, we see some overlap, but then looking at it from the maker perspective, too, because they're making a craft product, there's a lot of similarities and overlaps, too. So I I love that industry perspective and seeing the collaboration there is just so important yeah and she shares the vision that collaboration is really the most important part of all of this and you know we talked a little bit about how you can market your brand just by thinking about collaboration and think and and approaching new ways of getting in her case customers because she's making candles for breweries um but she i mean she's also making them to sell online but um, she's able to get new customers because she's approached that conversation differently. Instead of being intimidated, like we said we were when we first mm-hmm. reached out to um, some of the brewers we worked with, um, it felt kind of like, oh, they're never going to want to work with us. But rather than boxing yourself in and thinking in, thinking on it in that light, if you kind of approach it as, well, I can only go into this and see what they're looking to get out of the relationship and what I can get out of the relationship – um, but lay that groundwork just by asking the questions. Um, it opens you up as a business owner and you end up forming some of the most valuable business relationships you could have. Yeah, it's so important. We talked a lot about being genuine too, especially in your posts, especially now, you know, opening yourself up and being a little personal online on Instagram or Facebook. And we talked about goes an, exact, a long way. an exact method yep. for posting on social media. So if you're not sure how often you should post or when or where or whatever or what. We talked very specifically about when um, or rather how often, I guess, a little bit of when, where, stories, feed, that sort of thing, um, and the type of content you should be posting. Yeah, it's just so interesting because breweries obviously have release schedules um, and seeing Lydia kind of follow and be privy to when to post what types of products Mm -hmm. it definitely helps um and it's promotion for those breweries as well that she works with so we're already talking about her products we're already talking about her um her business it's candles that are poured in brewery cans so it has the art and it's it's very cool and it's um there's a big market for that because there's a good beer community in new jersey but i think what's best about 
Lydia's business and talking about her business is that she's obviously experiencing so much of what crafters experience, but her business is so black and white because of what she makes mm-hmm. that we can apply concepts that we've talked about in past episodes. It's not necessarily new information right. that we're giving out, but because it is so black and white, we're able to really kind of drill down and say, do this, not that. Talk to these people, not those people. So it makes a lot of sense when it's applied to her type of business. I think this this episode is gold. I agree. I like this episode. Um, so without further ado. Enjoy. Hey, Lydia. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Good, good. Uh, can you introduce yourself and tell us about your business? Sure. Uh, my name is Lydia Pinto. I uh, started Craft Candles. Um, and it is essentially just um, candles made out of craft beer cans. That is um, so cool. Yeah, we love yeah. that. <laughs> How long have so, you been doing it? Uh, we celebrated our one-year um, business anniversary in this past December, I want to say that was when I made my first like amateur sale. So I count it. <laughs> right. Right. But wow. um, I think with like, I established the LLC and when the paperwork went uh, through, it was probably about like January, February, but I would say December. So we're about a year old, um, year and a half now. Cool. Um, but, Do you have yeah. to file any certain paperwork because you're using craft beer cans, like with logos of other businesses? No, um, actually, it's pretty much like an advertisement for them. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah. it's good for them. It's just like a moving billboard that goes around into different people's hands because it's like, you know, when I go to a lot of uh, festivals or events where I'm selling my candles and they're not really craftier people, we'll just pick it up and like smell it and like, oh my God, I love this, this fragrance. And then they look at the candle like, what is this? And then, you know, I talk about <laughs> the beer a little bit because, you know, I'm, I have to drink the beer to make the candle so <laughs> tragic <laughs> really yeah I mean and, and one guy I'll never forget it went by my table he's like how did you get all of these cans and I was like well what do you think and he just like <laughs> laughed and he's like you did this all by yourself I'm like well listen <laughs> not in one night I mean it took some time it's but... hard work yeah it is um but recently, I've been getting a lot of uh, people through Instagram that ha- have been interested in um, purchasing a candle. They'll ask, like, hey, can I send some beer cans that I have here that, like, I drank and, like, ship it to you and you can make a candle out of it? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So I provide them, you know, the address of the business. And um, I've had several people lately doing that. So they have a they have a stash with quarantine. <laughs> like a uh, I think cans. so. You know, it's really fascinating to me the way the dynamic has changed for breweries. You know, I, I look back to the markets we were doing at breweries and kind of all the the pain that we've gone through as a business with the governor changing whether or not we can do events at breweries and what that entails and can they extend the license and, you know, can you have a drink in this corner over here, but not in that corner over there. And everything is just so governed between, you know, the, you, I mean, the, the ABC oversees everything, but you know, the governor steps in. So now the way things have been with quarantine um, and I've probably said it a few times, it's really interesting to me how breweries are allowed to deliver now where that wasn't really the case before um, you're kind of just drinking outside. Like they're all extending their licenses to sidewalks and things where you're right outside. And even restaurants are offering the option for you to basically go pick up your food and then get 
a sangria in a wonton soup container. So it's very <laughs> different from how things were pre-COVID. Yeah. Yep. And since your craft really depends on these breweries and the way things are kind of evolving, how has it affected your business, would you say, over the last few months? I mean, it's it's, it's been hard because when I initially started, it was just like a fun hobby. And mm-hmm. then I took it to, all right, well, I'll create an Instagram profile. Um, and then I started to get some followers. And um, the first brewery that ever hit me up was Back with Flag. And nice. since then, I've become uh, very good friends with the owner, Tori Fisher. She does a fantastic job. It's woman-owned. It's veteran-owned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they help veterans all the time. They give back. Um, and I have a ton of respect for breweries that do that. Even during this time, when they're struggling themselves uh, financially and just trying to keep the lights on, yeah. they're still supporting like causes and charities and giving back. And I, it blows me away. We really um, so, like them. I I personally haven't been there, but Kevin went there and he did a brewery review on their brewery and they were amazing, right? Tell Yeah, they were great. Tell her I mean, your story. Yeah, I went there on one of their staff development days. They were closed and I didn't know that. Um, but they opened the door and they bought me a bunch of drinks so I can try them and write an article in Breaker. So I got to meet a bunch of them and basically their whole staff was waiting for a bus to go. <laughs> on a bar crawl oh that's funny and i'm just sitting there drinking with everybody it was really pretty typical yeah they're they're very like very cool and they'll like bust your balls but at the same time like they just embrace you and and yeah they're they're really cool people i actually got to can beer with them very recently i saw that post yeah it was like about a month ago i could tell you about that in a second but um no i mean these these breweries like they're they are have been very creative creative and trying to you know still get their beer out to to the people mm-hmm. um but local people have also been great with supporting them so with the deliveries like they do they have been putting like minimum orders but you know people have been um getting delivery and the fact that like you can't really you have to drive all the way down to you know like lakewood for example to get some icarus and now yeah. they're delivering all the way up here right in somerset county like it's kind of a trip you yeah know? so would I support that? Absolutely. You know, I've, I've gotten deliveries from Zigmeister as well, um, from Icarus recently and, uh, the brewery in New Providence. I don't know why I can't. Untied. Think. Untied. That's right. Yeah. That was the first time I had tried them. So I saw that it was local. I saw it on Instagram and I said, you know what, uh, get a delivery, try them out. Exactly um, what we and did. It helps them. So yeah. I'm suddenly <laughs> getting very thirsty on this <laughs> podcast. Right. I know. And my beer fridge is right next to me. I'm like, looking over. <laughs> Wait, might have to just crack <laughs> one of them. Yeah, it is really cool. I mean, we're fortunate that we have a really good um like store downtown here that gets deliveries from a lot of the really good breweries in New Jersey, but some of the other ones that don't deliver here or like some out like other half in New York where we don't really get deliveries of their beer here it's kind of cool that they're organizing deliveries i know there's you know the minimum but we have people in our town that have formed like a craft beer group that basically all went in on this like thousand dollar order or whatever from other half and they came out here and made the delivery so it is kind of cool and you know these things that just stem from you know a crisis happens yeah and they have to do something creatively to sustain themselves as a business yeah you have so, to like be these innovative. things just pop up and and they've been seeming to be working yeah places that didn't have outdoor space before um magically you know, they have... find a little corner that they can make yeah you know like it's I, really I went great to departed souls uh, another really good friend of mine 
uh, Brian, who owns that space in Jersey City. Um, you know, if you ever if you've ever gone there, it's really tiny outside. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of room to work with, but they've gotten a permit to extend part of the street, and he he built yeah. a huge giant pirate ship. What? <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna have to go. It's, That's hilarious. You have to check it out. I mean. He just got like really super creative and fun with it. And is uh, he near the pedestrian but, walk, like where they have it closed off in Jersey City? No, no, mm. it's on. I think it's on Bay Avenue, uh, close to the water. I want to say it's Bay Avenue. Cool. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, you have to check that out. But so, yeah, they're yeah, getting so really. I rely hugely on being sold in breweries because going back to what I was saying before, being sold in Backward Flag. They gave me a shot and she was like, you know, I'll, I'll um, see how your candles do here. And then it just kind of snowballed into um, a thing. And other breweries were then contacting me and saying, hey, could you do th- this in our cans? Like, what kind of fragrances do you have? And next thing you know, I've, I've been sold in seven different locations and consistently, at least in three of them. Um, and it's been hard because their tasting room's not open. Right. You know, and they're not really selling merch. They're just trying to do beer to go. They're not even filling growlers. So it's like now that the beer gardens are opening and they're getting more traffic in, they're still not like people aren't hanging out inside. So, I mean, I haven't bothered them to get new orders and they certainly haven't reached out. They usually do. They're like, Hey, you know, we sold out in like two days. Can you give us another two cases of candles? And I'm like, Oh, so (laughs) let me get drinking. (laughs) Yeah. And that, well, they provide me with their cans, thank goodness, because <laughs> it is a pain the, in the butt to take these tops off. <laughs> that's probably the healthier option to uh, yeah, just get for sure. <laughs> so, Yeah, but that I must mean, be I... hard when, you know, customers aren't right in front of your product and they're sitting inside where they can't go. You yeah. know, obviously you have to get creative then in, in selling products different ways. Yeah, and I've just been relying on Etsy and hoping that that um, would will do better. <laughs> um, it, most of my sales have gone through the breweries and beer fest. That's another thing like these right. events being canceled. Um, I did swelter fest last year and, uh, Pittman. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Zigmeister's nineties beer garden party. That was my first event. Thank you guys. Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah. But one. that it, it helps like in a day, you know, it's just it's so many sales, but with Etsy, it's like you rely on your social media. Yeah. And so I've been putting more of my energy into the Instagram, trying to post more often, um, just trying to like connect with the followers. And um, and I just believe in a really good product. Like I, one time I, I had asked a customer, I said, hey, did you get the candles? And he showed me a picture, meaning just to show me like he got it. And I saw that like a couple of the candles were dented. And I was like, did they come like that? And he was like, yeah. You know, like postal service hasn't been really too careful with packages lately. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I am so sorry. So, you know, I sent him. I was like, here, I'm going to take care of it. And he's like, no, no, you don't have to. But that's just that's what you have to do. Like, you have to be honest and you have to make a good product and stand behind it. And, you know, if it's not what you are trying to aim for, then you got to fix it. You know, right. Because that's how you'll get your repeat customers. That's it. Yeah. So with you relying more online and on the Etsy shop, are you noticing that people in different areas of the country are finding you or do you have like pockets of people that are buying in certain states that maybe you didn't expect? Honestly, most of it's been local lately and it's been the people that have asked if, uh, if I can, if they can sell, like send me their empty cans to make candles. 
um, probably because I've been posting a lot about local beer. And so it, it caters to people in New Jersey. Whereas like some people out of state would be like, I have no idea what that beer is. It's not relevant to them. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, because so you that do be. really have a lot of local um, New Jersey breweries that you're working with. So that makes sense. Yeah. And a lot of the can art, too, is just um, is fantastic here locally. Like, I mean, I love Other Half and I will drink their beer all day. It's probably my favorite brewery of all time. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like to use a lot of their cans because it's just like a very small little sticker around the can. And a lot of the cans that have like full wraps, that makes mm-hmm. a difference because like it just pops and it catches um, customers attention. So which are your favorite cans to use? Um, Honestly, I think Zigmeister. They have like a really nice wrap and feel to their can. Yeah. Um, especially like the Deep Sea series. Oh my like, God, love it. Yeah. Fish looks so cool. Yeah, but, we actually um, have some of the, what, how do you pronounce it? The Tech Oh, glasses? the Tiku glasses. Tiku glasses. I don't know oh. how to pronounce it, but, <laughs> but it has a have, similar. We design. have a few of those and it has the angler fish around the, around the, um, I, I don't know words today, apparently, around the glass, around the <laughs> outside of the glass. And it's pretty awesome. And they did a good job of like, conveying those colors and everything to represent the whole series onto the glass yeah and each one is different it's so cool Mm -hmm. but recently conclave has been putting out crowlers and their crowlers are all like matte black and just like conclave and white letters and i've gotten a lot of requests to do citronella candles out of those oh my god that would be fabulous that's a great idea outdoor patio space yeah so i've been doing a lot of those and I'm like, all right, I'm looking for Conclave to put out like another release. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even yeah. even like three wick candles or something. I feel like, well, I I don't know how, I guess it's, it's definitely wider than a regular can, but, you know, I'm thinking of like how you could make that even just regular candles could be like a, a step up from what you normally make, having that be a bigger size candle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge. <laughs> it burns forever and it's soy wax. That's what yeah. we use. So it's a longer burn. It's a cleaner burn. Um and yeah, all the products I use from this one company, North Carolina, it's, they've been great. I've had nothing but positive uh, feedback from customers. So yeah, going back to them. <laughs> That's awesome. Helping businesses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to ask you, it's funny that you brought up other half. I wanted to ask your thoughts about the altogether uh, collaboration because I thought it was really cool what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It, honestly, it's bring it brought the entire craft beer community who's usually somewhat competitive, but mm-hmm. doing the same thing, just all coming together for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with this all together with helping, um, frontline workers and first responders and just people that are essential workers, um, that have to face the reality of this coronavirus every single day. Um, I mean, I have a family member that works in healthcare and, uh, you know, my sister, she's out in Texas and she is working in radiology. Wow. I'm home to three little kids and is seeing people on ventilators during the day wearing a million masks and then having to come home to, you know, a husband and three kids. It's hard. So that's you know, exhausting. It's great. And I actually took, I saved as many altogether cans as I could from different breweries. And I tried to do something similar just to like raise money. Um, for the same cause and put four packs together of different oh that's um, awesome what a cool idea so i had a few people that actually bought them Um, that's awesome see so you have innovative ideas during covid too yeah yeah that's awesome and what it is just in case somebody's listening and and doesn't know what the altogether collaboration is other half put out a base recipe um that other breweries could then make a variant of 
So basically like 500, I don't even know how many they're up to breweries in the United States are taking that recipe, putting their spin on it, taking the um, label that's up for free as well and putting a spin on it and all raising money for the same thing. So it's really cool to see people banding together, especially when it was so uncertain for breweries for a little while Mm -hmm. as to what they were going to do. Um, I think that made a big difference and and really got everybody thinking the same way. And they all taste amazing. I wonder what this is actually going to do for brewing styles once COVID is, well, I don't know that it'll ever go away completely, but once we kind of get back into the way we used to know things, I wonder if that will influence the brewing style of other breweries, because like Lydia was saying, it is so competitive. Right. Um, but they put a recipe out there and other half is they're sort of trendy. Like the way that they brew is, is a more modern brewing style. It's not like, you know, uh, when I think of like Manskirt, they do like more of a traditional brewing style. They're, they're kind of up there with like trendy breweries. So I wonder if other breweries who have done this recipe are going to change the way they do things. Or if the breweries that have the traditional brewing style didn't bother to do the other half because that's not the way they brew. I don't know if it would, be a huge expense to them to get them to try to make more of a trendy beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I spoke to some of the brewery owners that worked on that project and they said while they learned, um, you know, kind of a little bit about what other half does, it wasn't, they didn't entirely reveal, (laughs) you know, their their recipes and stuff, but it was cool that the other breweries could create their own little twist. Like for example, at Departed Souls, Brian made it gluten-free. Because- yeah, yes, it. I loved it. Oh he my God. I, loved it. I was going to say, I definitely got that one. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. So it's just interesting to see what, what other breweries did. Uh, one of the first ones I had was cartons and I thought that one was fantastic. Did you try the like carton one? Months. Yeah. Somebody saved me a carton one. I tried that. I tried jug handle. I thought that was really good too. Um, Sigmeister did one. Kane, mm-hmm. yeah, Kane. I've lost count. <laughs> I think we <laughs> logged them in Untapped, but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, and now they have the Black is Beautiful that just right. came out. So um, breweries are starting to get on um, on board with that project as well. This is uh, it's is so cool awesome. that maybe this is opening up. So it's not it's not competition anymore. It's almost like a scavenger hunt where you have to. Or like bingo or gotta something where you're like, got to try them all, you know, especially for completionists like Kevin, who <laughs> needs to be able to try them all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my beer group um, is the same way. They're like, hey, did you get Icarus's Black is Beautiful? Yeah, did you get Canes? It's like, yeah, all right, let's swap. Like, yeah, <laughs> trading cards. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's the, it's the new Pokemon cards. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think it's like the Pokemon of your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Crazy. So we're talking about all these cool things that people, that businesses are doing and, you know, breweries are doing that maybe they'll continue to do after COVID. Do you think there's anything that you've been doing during COVID that you hope continues after? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's important to continue to give back and to raise awareness and support causes. Um, I think you lose sight of that when you're just focused on your business and you kind of take it for granted that people are constantly, um, you have repeat customers and people are coming into your restaurants and coming to your bars. But then when all of that gets taken away, it's like, what's really important here. Mm -hmm. So other than like, obviously keeping the lights on, it's, it's important to kind of see what else is going on around you and seeing ways that your business can help 
because you know you've gotten a lot of help with the success of your of having customers come in and stuff but um like i was able to work with departed souls in um helping them raise money for frontline workers and um they had raised twelve hundred dollars to feed like a bunch of uh first responders from o'leary's public house that's awesome so Brian had brewed a, a beer called Secret of the Brews and it went along with like the Ninja Turtle. Yeah, movie. yeah. <laughs> so it kind of actually like blew up and it got the attention of the guy who created the Ninja Turtles movie. Wow. Yeah. And so I, he had asked me, he's like, hey, can you do a set of four candles and we'll auction them off, like raffle them off for uh, for like the frontline workers? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we ended up raising $1,200. I couldn't believe it. Like a set of four candles, like Ninja Turtle candles that I made. And I, I like made it green inside. Well, the, the wax was green. And then I yeah. put like the Ninja Turtle headbands around each can. So it was, it was like amazing. an orange one, purple one. But oh my God, that's amazing. It was just really cool. Like that much money to help out the cause. Um, and then when I went to Backward Flag and helped, um, I spent the entire day helping can. Uh, a beer that they released called something's missing and it was for um a really good friend of theirs rory hamill he was a bit big advocate in um talking about like mental health and veterans and um how to cope like after you um return from from like serving Mm -hmm. and it's a big issue you know mental health with uh and getting veterans uh jobs and um, so he unfortunately lost his battle. Um, and Aww. so, yeah, so we, we canned a, a beer called something's missing because he, <laughs> he had, uh, one leg, his other leg. And he used to just joke around about his, like, um, his, I don't even know what it's called. I'm not a prosthetic. I don't know what it was. It was like mechanical or something, but mm-hmm. he, um, used to take it off. He drank <laughs> out of it. Like, oh my just, God, <laughs> he was a jokester, but all the hundred percent of the proceeds of that beer went to vet work and recalibrate USA, which, you know, helps veterans just kind of get back into the swing of things or helps them with like their mental health issues. And, um, yeah, it was just like a really cool project to, to work with them on. And, and then I made a case of candles in those same cans and sold it the event that the beer got released. So the proceeds of those candles also went to those two nonprofit organizations. So I just think it's important, like just to focus on like what's really important. So, yeah, it's so inspiring that you're doing that. And I think, you know, it's sometimes like you were saying, we kind of lose sight of what we stand for. We kind of lose sight of the things that are really important to us, but they actually go the extra mile for establishing your brand. Because when people feel good about you and feel good about spending their money with you, they're going to be a customer for life. So you know, when they get to talking to you, whether it's at a craft show or they end up DMing you on Instagram or whatever, um, and they connect with you and then they see that these causes that you're supporting and you're putting out there and it's not like you have to, I I mean, some people choose to donate a lot, but some people don't choose to donate a lot. You know, they can just do, whether it's like one candle or whatever it is, you know, you're getting involved in a, in a cause. And like you said, you didn't rec- you didn't realize that it would kind of blow up to be this like $1,200 fundraiser just for a pack of candles. And yeah. that's kind of the beauty of it that you don't really know where it's going to go, but it's something that you support something you're passionate about and it helps get you out there as a brand. So it's like this indirect marketing, not that you want to call it that because you're, you're really going into it with good intention right. of supporting the cause but the benefit that you get to reap from that is that people associate you with a really powerful cause and then start to get that brand recognition too. 
Yeah, and it, it, you gain just like a whole bunch of respect for people that you know are, are doing things like that, and that's why yeah. I, like I look up to people like Tori Fisher, you know, and Brian from Departed. And they're just out there doing amazing things with um, with craft beer. It's not just about getting their beer out there, but what else can they do? Uh, it's just it's bigger than themselves. So mm-hmm. awesome. it's such a good point because it's so easy to have like that tunnel vision when you're working on your business and you're trying to grow your business and you're trying to make sales. You're so focused as a business owner on business that taking the step back, like you're saying, and figuring out what's important and where you can either donate your time or donate some money or work with other organizations. It's just so important. And what I see you doing especially is doing that cross industry collaboration where you're not working with, um, you know, another Etsy maker or, Mm -hmm. or handmade maker. Of course, craft beer is craft, but they have a whole separate industry there that's focused on things that you're not necessarily um, working on day to day. So having that collaboration is even more powerful. Yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I always wanted to be in the craft beer industry ever since I took a liking to it and, you know, explored the world of craft beer back in the day when I thought like line and Kugel was it <laughs> anything else <laughs> no offense line and Kugel We've yeah no offense, since then. no offense but like you know it's since then there's just been so many like little microbreweries and I just I became very passionate about it and I wanted to become involved and I fortunately had a coworker that was very like she's like a craft beer savant uh, and has that since then become like one of my best friends but I think she should totally be a Cicerone she's just like a beer genius but mm-hmm. you know she took me to my first brewery ever and it was actually Jersey Girl wow uh, when they first opened and I took a tour and I was like wow this is like such a science and then it went from like that to I would love to just work in the industry and and being a full-time teacher and coach and driving instructor like I said jack of all trades <laughs> it's yeah. like hard to just get in and work for a brewery, even if it's just like into a tasting room and being like, you know, a beer tender or a tasting room manager. It's just it's it's hard with those hours. So how could I still be involved in the industry? And this is how I found it because I can still like make those connections. So I'll mm-hmm. go to a beer fest just as like not even as a vendor, but just as like, you know, a person going and enjoying beer and just in conversation, connecting with those people that uh, work in these breweries or the brewery owners themselves and just putting myself out there, you know, and saying, Hey, like I, I make this product um, and just forming those relationships. It's been pretty cool. Like I've uh, very close with uh, the people at Sigmeister. They've been super supportive of me um, and I love their beer. So, yeah, I can just imagine the look on new breweries faces when you go up to them and you're like showing them a picture or the actual product to be like, here, look, this is your can. This is my candle, but, but yeah, Zigmeister, they're just, they're so ahead of their time. I feel like their business sense and everything that they do is so supportive of community and, and that's the direction we need to be going in. I feel like people have missed that over the years and it's not about competition. So much of this is about the community that we build and we we are we you know we're all in different boats but we're all in the same storm essentially we're all going through this experiencing it differently sure but you know we're all trying to get out at the end Mm -hmm. so i think when you look at it through a lens of like working together supporting each other supporting causes 
it, it's going to benefit you in the long run. They've always put their energy into revitalizing their downtown in Hackettstown. Mm-hmm. I mean, they work on so many events and help so many of the businesses there just because they want to see everybody be successful. Um, that it's no surprise that they're doing really good things now and they have a really good um, outlook on what's going to happen, especially in their industry. And I think what they probably figure is sort of a shame, too, is that the M&M's factory is right there in Hackettstown, but they don't do any tours or anything. Um, But it's kind of a shame to have such a big name in your town and the downtown itself is... It's in a state of like being built back up and I think it'll be really cool. But for a while, there wasn't really anything there until the breweries came in. Well, M&M's, they, I think they do like the bare minimum in like community development. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and Sigmeister is like <laughs> head head of that committee. So, <laughs> Yeah, they are. They, I mean, they have a ton of events, huge ones, and they ha- bring in such a, a huge crowd. But their whole staff, they're just so personable and um just fun to you know talk to and hang out with so you know that's definitely one of my favorite spots to go and their outdoor space they have the beer garden going but even inside Mm -hmm. it's like pretty large yeah it is large and it's it's just a good time like it's pretty chill there's great food in the area you can hang out and I love when you're we're very fortunate that pretty much all the breweries we go to because they're these microbreweries they um the owners are usually there and generally you see them putting in the hard labor like we went um a couple uh, I think it was Father's Day weekend we actually went over to Hackettstown and did a social distancing like almost like brewery crawl because we went to Manskirt, Zigmeister and Jersey Girl and it was just so nice to be able to see all three owners out like cleaning tables and, you know, just helping people and organizing things and not kind of putting all that pressure on their staff because it's, it's really kind it's a of hard a, time. it's a very confusing time. And I feel like there's definitely room for someone to mess up and you don't want anyone to feel like they're shouldering that the blame. So to have the owners be in it with them kind of helps like because we're all doing the same job we're just trying to get through this so i think yeah. it just speaks volumes of the businesses it's a labor of love i've talked to a lot of absolutely the and they just say like you know you're not really getting rich off of a brewery but it, we love it it's our passion we just want to see our beer out there uh, and people enjoy it and uh you know that's what it's all about really just community yeah absolutely yeah, that goes hand in hand with what we do as the maker community is it's it's for the love of making that product and talking to your customers and making those connections, collaborating, you know, mm-hmm. it, it goes hand in hand with with that industry as well. Yeah, just having just having that community and being able to help other people, because we all have certain talents, we all have things that and sometimes you have a talent that you don't even recognize that you have until someone else is like, wow, you're really good at that thing. Mm -hmm. Then you realize you have that talent and it just makes you better as a business owner. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, as a small business owner, I appreciate you guys for helping, you know, put us small businesses out there by holding your events, you know, and and, uh, giving us opportunities to, to do that. Because if not, I mean, it's like just with Etsy, it's such a small market. Like you have to, especially with my product people want to see it they want to smell it they want to mm-hmm. look at it they don't just want to see it on a computer <laughs> yeah it's an experience a million questions so yeah. absolutely so you know that's been uh, that's been awesome and i i cannot wait for this pandemic to be over so we can get back out there um and uh be able to connect and see see people and have conversations you know and with, i hope uh, we see you at the 90s beer garden party again because you have the best outfits 
Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a true '90s kid. I was born in '85, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what about Zigtoberfest? My... Yeah, Zigtoberfest. Hopefully, if all goes according to plan, our fingers are crossed. I hope so. I I talked to um, the guy that runs um, like ordering the craft beer at Brick Farm Tavern, where yeah. uh, Trun is. Yeah, and he is trying to still get the Brick Farm Tavern uh, beer fest going in the fall in October. So it's not like a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to work it out and see, you know, where we are as a state to be able to do that. But they're trying to hold on. For that. Yeah, we're we're still holding on to fall as well. I know it's very unpredictable at this point, and it is. It's literally day by day that we're just waiting and mm-hmm. seeing what happens. But people want to go out. They want to be able to get back some kind of normalcy. And so we have, fortunately, when we're doing Zigtoberfest, we have the space to be able to do this safely. And it's really just a matter of, is everyone comfortable and on board? Because we can make it happen logistically. It's just a matter of making sure everyone's on the same page. So, you know, we're holding out hope. I don't know if she has a, as amazing of an outfit for Zigtoberfest <laughs> as she does for the 90s beer garden Yeah, party. I definitely don't have, like, a German outfit, but I just <laughs> ordered a tank top with New Kids on the Block on it, so... Perfect. I'm ready to rock that. <laughs> You're ready. I was thinking about that the other day that... Um, well, I was born in 84, and I'm trying to think of, like, one of my first best friends. We were little. We were really little. And she had like new kids on the block betting and she listened to new kids on the block. And I feel like I had no clue what that even was. Like I was, I felt like I was too young to even have my own taste in music at that point. But I was remembering that the other day, how she had all this new kids on the block stuff. And I must've just missed missed the boat of new kids because I didn't really get into them. I know who they are, of course, but I didn't like get into new kids. Well, I had an older sister who was like seven years older than me. So oh, okay. Yeah. That's how that transcended. But I ha- actually had those bed sheets as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I said goodnight to, to Jordan night every, every night <laughs> on my pillow. So funny. Oh, oh that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I think we're, we're trending toward really awesome, amazing times that we used to have like this is I, I keep joking that this is like a 1980s summer because my kids are climbing trees and you know they're running around in the sprinkler and that's not really things that they've been doing over the past few years so I think that there are some good things to come out of COVID and we can just be hopeful for the, the future that yeah the very near causes. future that's right yeah so do you have any social media tips or marketing tips or anything else that's like a hidden gem that you can share with other makers I mean, you just got to keep up with your social media posts. I was actually told by um, a brewer of a brewery in South Jersey. He came by my table once at Swelter in Pittman, and he was like, you have to post more. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Like, just right, like, he came out right and said it. You have to post more. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I do. He's like, just post more on your stories. Like, because you post, like, once every, like, three weeks. And I'm like, uh, well, you're right. So... <laughs> Um, but it's just trying to uh, be relevant too. Um, yeah. Like if there's a beer release, and um, I have like when I would do candles for Zigmeister, they'll be like, "All right, we're having this beer release uh, next Friday. Can you make a candle for it? And then we'll put it out like when the beer releases, so that you know people see the beer. They go pick up their four pack. They see the candle that matches the beer, and that helps like being relevant. 
Yeah, yeah that's smart. for sure. I think that's you know. really smart. I don't know that you'll run into that everywhere, but it sounds like you have a pretty good relationship with the breweries that you're selling your candles in, mm-hmm. where you could kind of get that forward sense of like when they're doing a release um, or just looking into which breweries are trending. Uh, you know, even if it's not the beer that they released this weekend, you know that they are a more popular brewery this time of year or you know people are searching looking into them because they just did they just did a release of something really good um so kind of being up on a trend but i think a pretty good rule of thumb going along with what you're saying um trying to do two to three posts a week just in your regular um feed on instagram or facebook Mm -hmm. and then stories stories can be anything and i I have to say there are two of us manning social media, so it makes it a little bit easier. Um, but Kevin's pretty good about doing stories. I personally me, watch the stories more than I scroll yeah. Instagram. I just find them more interesting. I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes it feels like maybe I'm posting too much. I'm putting too much out there. But there's always that person that's like anxious to see another post and like see what you're up to. So it's never like too, too much, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing it like three, four, five times a week. Yeah. And yeah. there are great apps that you can use to schedule all that stuff. I don't know about stories. I don't know if you can post to stories from Buffer. Maybe if like you have a, a paid account or something, but um, you know, you can definitely use apps like Buffer to schedule your posts. And then there are other apps like that too, yeah. along the lines of Buffer. But um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I'm trying think... to also like relate to your followers and trying to reveal a little bit about who you are personally too, I, th- I thought helps. Like I, mm-hmm. I posted something about uh, being a teacher and, you know, I don't really make it about myself, but I just wanted to make it a point that like, we were all in this together during this trying time. And, mm-hmm. you know, the kids are trying and the teachers are trying and it's hard, but you know, like we kind of are all in this together. It just as like a support thing. And um, I actually got a lot of positive feedback on that post and it was like, whoa, like, I'm not trying to make it about myself, but at the same time. Right when they when I give them a look into my life um it kind of they can connect in that way so trying to connect with your followers is like also a, a pretty big thing yeah and, we yeah. find the same thing when you're doing a personal post you get a lot of engagement because people see that you're being genuine yeah yeah 100 percent. and like giveaways too like I mean you give it it costs you know x amount of dollars to make a candle like you can sacrifice doing a giveaway and mm-hmm. because when you tell people to tag, you know, a certain amount of friends or, you know, and then we'll pick at the end of the week who gets this candle, you can get more followers that way um, because they're tagging others and exposing other people to your profile. Which yeah, helps. you kind of have to have that parameter in place, though, that like you in order to enter, you have to tag a certain number of people. You know, exactly. I think I don't like to do any of those like follow chains i don't even know what they're called but i've gotten many uh dms on instagram that are like we're gonna help grow each other's following just follow these 10 accounts Uh, and then uh, in the place of number 10 you take out number 10 and you put my name you put my name and then those people will have to do it for you and and then you'll get a bunch of followers that's not organic followers and i don't like that because it's yeah, not no, genuine, but if you mm-hmm. have the opportunity to do a giveaway where they're tagging their friends, they're only going to tag people who are your target demographic, who want to win the, that product, yeah. you know, so especially exactly. with, I feel like yours is very specific. So it's very easy to know whether someone's going to like your product or not. Do they like beer? Yes. Perfect. They're going to love this candle. So, you know, it's easy for them to tag people that would be interested right. in, in your product and then 
the idea would then be to for you to engage with the other people they're tagging, whether you follow them and hope that they follow you back, or if you just answer all of the comments and like thank all of them and tag all of them, because that also boosts your engagement too. So then, you know, you work through the algorithm and you get seen by more people. Yep. Yeah. And capitalizing on holidays too, like Christmas was crazy busy. We were only a year old, but I mean, between the Etsy orders and um, people like coworkers at school, I was selling to a bunch of teachers. Um, and just these new breweries too, like Forgotten Boardwalk. Um, I was there doing like a small event um, in the fall and I had a couple other cans on my table and they, they walked over and they were like, this is so awesome. Can you do like an order for us for like around Christmas time? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And the first order just like flew yeah. off the shelves and they were like, people just wanted stocking stuffers or, you know, like um, just for presents for a coworker. And next thing you know, here I am doing like two or three orders in like a very short period of time. So yeah, Christmas time always does help, but any other holidays, like posting about like Father's Day or um, just anything. Yeah. <clears throat> so capitalizing on those, those opportunities. And I mean, the only other tip is just don't be afraid to put yourself out there because you like it's, and it's cliche. And I think Michael Jordan said this, but you're, you're going to miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So, you know, like I noticed that this one bakery in Newark started following me and it's a Portuguese bakery and <clears throat> I'm Portuguese. Um, so I had uh, DM'd them and I was like, Hey, like, I know. Thanks for, for thanks for the follow. <laughs> first of all. Yeah. But um, I know that you guys don't sell beer and this is kind of not related to my normal product, but um, I can make candles in your sumal cans. And oh, sumal my God. Like no, I love like, sumal. My best friend's Portuguese. Carbonated. Like, <laughs> I yeah, love it. It's like, a, I don't know, not soda. It's like carbonated yeah, juice, I guess. Yeah, so good. But uh, I was like, I can make them in the flavors that they come in, like the fragrance. And she was like, no way. Um, she was like, this is awesome. Yeah, uh, let me see, like what we can do and work together. So we're, we're coming up with a plan for September because they're not going to do uh, home deliveries in August. But um, yeah, if I hadn't reached out and like presented that idea, uh, not that I'm like aggressive about it. Like I don't go and say, Hey, like knocking on all these breweries doors saying like, you know, sell my candles, but yeah, <laughs> just, it's just being casual, casual conversation and just seeing, Hey, like throwing yourself. It's out really there. just Would being, you be being genuine. You yeah. don't have to be aggressive and, I know I've definitely no. mentioned before that, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Zygmeister. I I'm currently wearing their shirt actually, but I, I just really liked their beer. And when we started doing markets, Kevin was like, well, what about Zig? And I was like, they're not gonna, there's no way. No, they wouldn't want to work with us. And he kind of like, as a, not even as a joke, but kind of just to prove me wrong. Like one of those little like husband wife things just to prove me wrong was like, I'm going to message them. And he messaged them and they turned out to be probably our biggest supporters. Yeah. So you just don't know, you know, and he went in it completely genuine, just like, we really like your beer. This is what we do. Can we meet? Let's just talk. We'll tell you about what we do. We met them. They thought we were awesome. We obviously thought they were awesome. And we work together so much throughout the year because of that. So you, you don't really know where those business relationships are going to come from. And you just have to approach it with like, just be genuine, ask them questions, ask what they're looking to gain as a business, because you can't just say, you can't just walk up and knock on the door and be like, please sell my product. Okay. Bye. And they get nothing out yeah. of it. It has to be that mutual 
relationships. So what are they looking to get out of this relationship and how can you deliver on that? And then, then you've set the stage to then ask them for what you want. And I think it becomes more of that dynamic where you can work together. Yeah. I mean, and these candles really are just an advertisement for them. Yeah. Like that's their label. That's their, that's their easy sell for that. Every (laughs) post you make with their, with their logo on it is a check on their, in their court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tagging them in that. And people saying, Oh my God, I love that beer. Do you have any more of those? And I'm like, yeah. So (laughs) it's, uh, it's pretty cool. The way like it's comfortable. Yeah. And as much as we as makers say that we don't have time to manage the business side of things, plus social media and all the other stuff, surprisingly, that is a pain point for a lot of breweries, unless they have a person who manages their social media, but not every brewery does. Um, or it, it could be like someone who's also doing 10 other jobs because breweries are so small. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. might not have that, des- that designated person mm-hmm. to manage their social. So having you post on their behalf is kind of like, like Kevin was saying, you know, just like another a check for them. Yeah. And I have no business degree at all. I mean, <laughs> I have no business experience at all. I mean, I've just been involved in coaching and teaching and, um, it was a learning process. I learned a lot in a year, uh, a year and a half. And it's really just like asking questions, yeah. like picking people's brains that are in the industry and just uh, finding a mentor and just asking them, like, how do I do this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, and I've messed up um, a few times. I've had a couple hiccups, but um, and people have called me out on it. But, you know, I, it, they're learning experiences and you turn, you know, the L's the losses into lessons and you just like learn yeah and i think so. that's that when you can simplify the entire process into looking at it as though you were the teacher or the coach and going into it like it doesn't hurt if i ask them questions and i'm just gonna you know it is it is learning you, you don't have to have a business degree you're smart and i think most of the people that you wouldn't have started a business if you weren't smart and you didn't at least have some kind of drive to do this. So you just have mm-hmm. to reframe these things. It's not look at it a different way. If it feels like it's a big challenge, it's not impossible. It's just something you have to think about a better way to approach it. And when you can simplify it as to, you know, like I was saying, what do they want to get? What do I want to get? Asking questions and going in there and just seeing if it's a good fit. And maybe it's not, it's not a rejection. It's just, it turns out that maybe that relationship wasn't meant to happen, but some other relationship will come of it. Yeah. It's just seeing it through a different lens. You know, I might not have that business degree, but being in education, you know, I'm coachable and I'm teachable. And so yeah, (laughs) what I expect of my students, my athletes, you know, that is what um, I should expect from myself. Exactly. Oh man. It's so good talking to you. Yeah. So where can people find you online? Plug all your, all your spots. Uh, just really Instagram, uh, the link to my Etsy account is on the Instagram, um, in the bio. So it's craft underscore candles underscore. So there's two underscores in there. Can't miss that. <laughs> um, get somebody else's account. It's not really me. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. We'll link it in the show yeah, notes no. too. So people can just click. And craft candles is on Facebook as well. Um, I did, I was able to figure out cause I'm not very tech savvy, but <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, I was able to link like the Instagram stories and posts to Facebook. So it just goes directly into yeah. that. So, awesome. Thanks. It took me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lydia. It was so great to hear from you and we can't wait to see you. Thank you so much. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to the Business Handmade Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at MarketSpace Vendor Events or on our website, MarketSpaceVendorEvents.com.